0: The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. 105.1 FM, WAVA.
1: Welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships. Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888 888- And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital.
2: Good afternoon, friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or smartphone, watch me on Facebook Live. Thanks a lot uh, for tuning in. And of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, WAVA 105.1 FM right here in the nation's capital, covering all of D.C., Virginia, Maryland, parts of Pennsylvania and West Virginia as well. Thanks a lot for hanging out with me today. It is a call-in talk show, so if you want to call me, my number is 888-432-7434. And, of course, uh, the way we roll every day, for those of you who know it, say it with me. For those of you who are new, pick this up. Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays. Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and then open phone-in Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. By the way, if you want to get my Friday morning inspirational text, I'll send you a free text operation after I wake up. If you want to receive it, all you have to do is text the word INSPIRE to 50555. So it's a very easy five-digit code, isn't it? 50555, and it's only one word inspire. You text that and you'll get my Friday morning free textpiration, a shot in the arm of inspiration. Now, today is Theological Thursday. I want to talk about the theology of ethnicity, the theology of ethnicity. There's so many different ethnic groups in the world, and of course, the Lord is the one who allowed uh, there to be different ethnicities. And so I want to know, to what degree is your ethnicity important to you, Or how important should it be or should it not be to you? I have some thoughts on it, but I want to talk to you about your own ethnicity and what do you like about it, what don't you like about it, how important is it to you, how important should it be uh, to you? And when you are a believer in the Lord, is ethnicity above uh, other ethnicities or uh, does God call us to be less ethnocentric and more Christ-centered? And what does that actually look like? So that's the table I'm setting today. If you want to join the conversation, maybe you have a comment or a question that uh, you want to kick around with me as a uh, radio talk show host, a pastor, author of uh, several books on race relations and multicultural ministry, as well as uh, overseer of a a small non-for-profit, as well as a little bit of business, too. So we put it all together with a wife and some children. You can at least figure out a little bit of how your brothers are wired. And if you want to connect with me, I'm here for you. My number is 888-432-7434. Well, let's bow a word of prayer and commit our time to the Lord as we always do. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for communicate and connect, because, Lord, we do believe that comprehension begins with conversation. So we invite you to the center of the table and the center of the, today's show. In Jesus' name we pray. Together everyone said amen and amen couple other ways to get a hold of me. andersonspeaks.com or embracegraceism.com. Either way, I want to see you there. You can always connect with me offline that way. You can always catch every show on Facebook Live at andersonspeaks is my handle there. All right, let's start the show in Indian Head, Maryland with Gene who's on the line. Hi Gene, welcome to the show. How are you?
3: I'm fine. Thank you, and thank you for taking taking my call. My uh, pleasure. I enjoy your program. Um, I have a comment, and I have a question. Go for it. Okay. Uh, um, if you don't mind, can we get to the question first? because
2: I don't mind, because we're on radio, and we don't have that much time, so go for it.
3: Okay. All right. The man that was on your program as a guest this week who wrote a book, what it means to Be white? Yes. Um, I I couldn't I couldn't understand that problem at all. Mm -hmm. What was what? It irritated me, and it irritates me up to this moment.
2: (laughs) Okay, Uh, tell me why.
3: I I have I I have I am African Native Indian American. Okay, and I look more of African descent than of uh, Native American uh, descent, and I have lived the hellishness. of of African-Americans, that kind of a life and treatment Mm -hmm. in this United States of America. Mm -hmm. I'm 69 years old. I lived during the segregation, Jim Crow era. I've Mm -hmm. lost relatives to uh, mistreatment uh, during that era, Ku Klux Klan and so forth.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, uh storm got home, and, and just, it's just all kinds of things. Sure. Here this fellow comes on your show, mm-hmm. w- having written a book, what does it mean to be white? Mm-hmm. To me, all he needs to do is study the atrocities and the, uh, the awful things that have been done to black people, and then he'll know what it means to be white, privileged, advantaged, sure. by his... Yeah, uh, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I hear How what you're saying. The gist of that program.
2: Did you listen to? It's mean, that's did you, a
3: luxury to sit down and write a book. What yeah, is, but hang on. I think you miss.
2: I think you may have misunderstood. Thank you for your comment, by the way. Let me answer uh, the question. I think you may have misunderstood. The subtitle of his book was "What It Means to Be White." The title of the book is "White Awake," and he, as a white man, is trying to. Uh, explain uh, what it means to have white privilege, what it means to uh, have a white culture where you are the majority and you don't even realize that by being – the virtue of being white, there are atrocities that have happened to other people and that you may be complicit in it or at least benefited from it. And so I think he's making the same point you're making. I think you may have just simply misunderstood uh, the point. And uh, the the reality is uh, the white culture is a culture, but how then does that ethnicity play itself out uh, in America? And so that's why we have such a racial divide, and that's why I have my show, to try to close the divide through conversation. So, yes, sometimes you will be frustrated, and yes, sometimes you may even get a little bit angry, but I think that's all a part of the process of trying to come together instead of staying apart or even accusing one side uh, to the other, so he was definitely dealing much more with how whites should lament uh some of what uh, their uh, history has produced in our country and maybe even some of the institutional racism that is still vibrant today, so feel free to go back and watch the show on my Facebook live page at anderson Speaks is my Facebook live page Miss Jean, go back. And check it out and listen to it a little bit more carefully, and you'll see that I think he's trying to say the same thing. My number is 888-432-7434. I'm live in studio, and today's topic is the theology of ethnicity. How important is your ethnicity, and to what degree uh, should it be important, the good, the bad, and the ugly? I'd love to hear from you. 888-43-BRIDGE. That's 888-432-7434. I've got open lines. Give me a call now. Get in where you fit in. 888 grid. bridge your home need any improvements ours did in fact amber and i called home fix custom remodeling hcr and we got a new master elite roof and guess what once that was installed we started saving listen over a hundred dollars per month on energy bills not bad right not to mention when we needed new windows and doors guess who we called HCR, that's right, and our energy bills are even less because of it. So if you need an efficient solution, ways to keep your home safe and your family safer, make sure you call HCR. Ask for Gus when you call. Tell him that I sent you. Here's his number. You ready? Eight 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 nine nine one twenty four. And by the way, they also specialize in a wide range of other products like energy-efficient siding, doors, trim, and gutters. And let's not forget those walk-in tubs and showers for those aging gracefully among us. Let's put it like that. And all of this with a lifetime inclusive warranty. Call HCR 888-991-2427 and tell Gus Dr. Anderson sent you.
4: Hi, my name is Attorney James McCollum, and my firm practices in the area of employment law.
2: I've practiced employment law since 1988. I've represented many persons in federal and state courts and administrative agencies. Employment law is complex, and whatever your issue, we know that it is important to you. We'd be honored and privileged to serve you. Let McCollum & Associates work for you. Call us at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070.
1: Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit Andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888 432 7434. That's 888 43 Bridge. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click Like. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
2: Welcome back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me. To what degree is your ethnicity important to you? We're talking about the theology of ethnicity on this Theological Thursday. The scripture teaches us that, of course, God made all of us, but he did make us in different colors classes. and uh, Well, not so much classes. I think a lot of that has to do with our own uh, fallenness. Uh, The best class we had was a class of abundance uh, when we were in the garden. Of Eden, but uh, by the time you get to the Tower of Babel, uh, now there are distinct languages and people groups, uh, and uh, that's called divine segregation, uh, based on based on what happened in the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11. And then the Lord really does pick it up in in Genesis 12, and He finds Abraham as the father uh, of the Israel nation, if you will, the Jewish folk, the Hebrews that he would choose to then bring uh, his salvation and redemption through one ethnicity or people group to many. Uh, And that's how we get to the gospel of the Gentiles. And so all can come into a relationship with God. But it all started really, again, in in chapter 11 of Genesis, divine segregation. Then through the Jewish people, the God of Israel, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we begin to see that relationship take place in Genesis chapter 12. All right. And it carries all the way through the Old Testament and to the New Testament where Jesus, Jesus then comes uh, onto the earth as a uh, Jewish man. Uh, and it's through uh, Judaism that we get a lot of our church practices today. So you have elders and deacons and and, uh, you know, pulpits and, and, and uh, altars, rather things of this sort. A lot of that came out of out of Jewishness. Uh, you know, all of the biblical writers were Jewish. Uh, and so we see that ethnicity does play a part, but to what degree does ethnicity? Uh, how important is it to you? Uh, because you could see then th- the gospel breaks out of an ethnic come to Jews first, uh, yes to the to the Jew first, then uh, to everybody else. So then Jesus breaks out of this Jewishness to a gospel that is uh, nation and nation, and then of course the, the great commission that Jesus gives is to. Go to every ethnic group, every nation. The word ethne is the word nation there in, in uh, Matthew 28. And so go to every ethnic group. You could start in Jerusalem, but then you got to go to Judea and Samaria and then to the othermost parts of the world. So the mission of the church that Jesus wanted to start would be multi ethnic to such a degree that you have divine integration in Acts 2. So you have divine segregation in Genesis 11. And then you have divine integration in Acts chapter two, where the Lord is now going to kick off the very first church by the power of the Holy Spirit in a multi-ethnic reality. So you had people from many different ethnic groups and languages now united by the power of the Holy Spirit all around the gospel of Jesus Christ. So now that Jewish message is no longer Jewish, but it's actually uh, for all humankind just like it was supposed to be from the Garden of Eden. So there's a little theology of ethnicity. It also then jumps over uh, to Revelation where it tells us that one day people from every nation, every tribe, every language and every tongue will be worshiping the Lord together in heaven. And then if you jump back to the Lord's Prayer, as it is in heaven, so shall it be on the earth. God's desire is not only that we would get get there in heaven, but even on the earth, that that kind of unity amongst the body of Christ, which is diverse, uh, diverse ethnicities, diverse languages, diverse tribes, would come together, and it'd be such a unity that the world would know uh, that uh, this God is for real. So there's a little quick theological lesson on ethnicity. But I want to know personally, too, for you, how important is your ethnicity, or maybe to what degree it's not that important? My phone number, live in studio, if you have a comment or a question, is eight 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 four three two seventy four thirty four. All right, let's go on the road in Maryland and talk to Carlton, who's on the line. Hi, Carlton, welcome to the show. How are you?
5: Hey, Doctor Ans, how you doing?
2: I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking?
5: I'm gonna just put a comment out there and uh, let you respond to it. Uh, you, you stole one of my references in Revelation about the, the, the body of Christ will be a body of every tribe, tongue, and kindred.
2: Oh right, right. But
5: then you know, you, you look at it um, beyond that, or deeper than that, is you know, I am I am who I am because God created me the way He did, right. which is a reflection of His glory.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: When, when we understand that our differences. Is a reflection of God's glory,
6: yeah.
2: instead
5: of it being a, a problem, a, a divisiveness, right? Um, all these things, right? Then, then things could be better, but that has to be a revelation that is awakening men's hearts. Yeah, you know, we are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, and so yeah. it perpetuates this problem throughout history to this present day. I, I really lay a lot of the blame for really not explaining this and also addressing this when there's an issue with it on particularly the, the white leadership of churches, because they don't address it. A lot of times they don't confront it. A lot of times they don't explain it the right way to give people truth, speaking to people's hearts. And that's where it all lies right there. Well, yes, I'll let you comment on
2: that. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. You can listen on the air. I, I, I appreciate the point that you made, and it's a theological one, that we're all created in the image of God. Uh, regardless of one 's uh, ethnicity, and I, I love you know what the scriptures teach us about uh, this. if any man 's in Christ, he is a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come. It goes on to say we are ambassadors of reconciliation, so it 's our call to be ambassadors of reconciliation. Listen, as though God were making his appeal through us. We employ you on christ 's behalf, be reconciled uh, to God, and so it even says that we have a different point of view now it says in second corinthians uh, chapter five uh, ver- verse six it says so from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view so you're right in that the church of jesus christ has to teach that we are otherworldly that there's another worldview that we must have that supersedes the current worldview and i do think that there is uh Enough blame to go around, but surely the white church in our history used the scriptures to justify uh, black slavery. Uh, in in this country, and I think that's important to understand. And so, when white folk have a problem with African American Episcopal Church or with uh, uh, black uh, colleges or uh, black institutions, they got to realize that they weren't blacks weren't allowed in the white church. That's why they started the black one. Blacks weren't allowed in the Methodist Episcopal Church. That's why they started A.M.E. African American, you know, African Methodist Episcopal Church. Uh, you know, weren't represented in. Uh, many different areas of society, so therefore blacks would start their own. I would have blacks, uh, white people say to me sometimes, why do you need a black beauty pageant? Why do you need black magazines? Why do you need black this, that, and the other? Uh, but it's showing that they don't understand history. Uh, and so black magazines, you know, why you got an ebony and a jet and, and all of that? And say, well, go look at all the other magazines on the rack. Tell me what color they are. You just don't label them that. Well, what would happen is we would use the scripture to teach that slavery was okay, teach that blacks were cursed, uh, the curse of Ham. Uh, and so there was a lot of bad theology taught by the white church. Now, having agreed with you, Carlton, and said that, saying that, I think that now, uh, you know, that's history, and there's probably still some of it today, but right now there are other ethnicities, including African Americans, who uh, now are propagating the theology of ethnocentrism, uh, whether it's a reaction to what happened uh, hundreds of years ago or not, uh, we still got to make sure that we as African-Americans, and I say this for Hispanics and for Asians, uh, you know, Koreans and Chinese and all the other groups, uh, we've got to make sure that we are teaching people an otherworldly view that comes from heaven. We are ambassadors of reconciliation from heaven as though God were making his appeal through us, and we've got to make sure that we're not propagating our own ethnicity, whatever that is for you, whoever your, whatever your ethnicity is, Using our ethnicity to propagate our own ethnicity uh, above, beyond, uh, or to the exclusion of other ethnicities. I do believe that that limits your ministry when, you're, when your ministry is just uh, sort of got a boundary line around uh, the, the propagation of one ethnicity as opposed to, uh, you know, multi-ethnicity. Now, it doesn't mean that you cannot cater to uh, a certain group to help support that group because they speak another language or because they have a certain struggle. That is absolutely okay, But watch it because there's a thin line between supporting uh, groups that need to learn how to integrate, assimilate and succeed and becoming ethnocentric beyond what God would call us to be fanning the flame against the majority culture so anyway i hope i'm helping you for some of you i'm probably hurting you but that's okay that's why we have the conversation give me a call so we can talk it through 888-432-7434 let's see what ross has to say ross is in silver spring maryland hi ross welcome to the show how are you sir yeah, Dr. Anderson. i listen to you. I think you're the
4: perfect person for this question <laughs> oh thanks um,
2: we'll see i'm
4: outside you hear that motorcycle um, I am uh, basically the only uh, white person who's attending a church which has evolved into an African-American church. Okay. And I have no problem with that. I've been around the world and dealt with everybody. Yeah. I have one question, um, and especially during Black History Month. Of course, the spirituals will be, will be sung during the worship service. Okay. And I feel a little funny because I don't have the – Generational, family background, yeah. and history of persecution that uh, mm-hmm. generated some of these spirituals. Yeah, I would like to sing them. Yeah, but I feel sort of uh, held back, sort of out of respect for how these things really evolved. Yeah, and uh, I can worship, but uh, I just want to know what you feel about it. I feel sort of funny doing.
2: Yeah. Well, and uh,
4: I'd just like your comments on
2: that. Well, first if you of don't all— mind,
4: I would just uh, hang up and let you go okay. from there. Is that okay? That
2: sounds great. Thank you, Ross. I appreciate your heart and, okay. your, and your question. Right, Absolutely. Well, first of all, I would just say uh, the fact that the church has evolved to a black church and you as a white man are still there, that says something about you, right? It also says that the people in that church have accepted you, uh, and so you're a part of their family. And so when they are singing from the struggle point of view— uh, join in because you are now part of that family, even though you don't have the history. Uh, you have been adopted and engrafted into that uh, to that uh, uh, experience. Just like I'm not Jewish, but I can be engrafted into the Jewish experience when I'm with uh, Jewish people, or specifically uh, coming from the Jewish scriptures. Uh, I can lament with with uh, the the J- Jewish prophets, even though when they're talking about uh the decimation of of the walls in Jerusalem. They're not my walls, uh and Nehemiah wasn't my prophet. But when I enter into that text, I feel what they feel. I empathize with them. I don't have to transport myself to be them in order to empathize with them. Think about the Psalms that we quote. We're quoting the Psalms of a Jewish man, a Jewish singer. Do we have to be Jewish in order to enter into what he's feeling? No, we enter into it because we are empathizing and what he is singing is true for you, true for me, even though I wasn't there. Well, what they're singing can be true for you, too. It may not be you coming from the Underground Railroad, but it could be that you have some other area of freedom that you need. So sing it with authenticity and know that you've been loved by a community. Don't let that shame uh, keep you on the outside because you've now been pulled on the inside. Yeah. Consider it. Uh, a privilege, my brother. Eight 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 four three two seven four three four.
7: Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Freeman and my first adventure in Israel was over 23 years ago with many tours since. If you're looking for an Israel trip that most tour companies take, we're not the one for you. People join our tours to go deeper into biblical history and explore the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation as we ascend Mount Zion, discover Megiddo, investigate Qumran and sail on the Sea of Galilee. Join other adventurers like yourself during the next Freeman Institute tour of Israel. Go to Israel israelcrazy.com. That's israelcrazy.com for details about our March 2018 tour. And then call me at 410-991-9718. That's 410-991-9718. Ask me for the three reasons why the Freeman Institute Israel Tours are distinctive from the others and very safe. israelcrazy.com. That's israelcrazy.com. 410-991-9718.
8: With interest rates near historic lows and home values at record highs, now is the time to consider a refinance of your mortgage. Hey, everyone, this is Mike. And this is
1: Brian of Fellowship Home Loans. What we have seen is the perfect storm, something we rarely see in the mortgage industry.
8: Whether you simply need to lower your rate or if you've done a loan modification, gone through a bankruptcy, or even had a short sale, new guidelines may allow you to qualify for one of our amazing programs.
1: Whether you have refinanced in the past or even been turned down, give us a call at 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Come
0: and get your loan, Fellowship Loans. Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA, Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, NMLS number 60134.
1: Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Fire the stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Larry Levin, and I've been on the trading floor for 23 years. I was one of the biggest traders in the S&P pit. I'm also the president of Trading Advantage, the leading educational firm teaching people how to become professional day traders. Now, for a limited time, I'm offering one of the trading techniques I use to make $1.9 million for free. Get started right now by calling 800-489-8876. Leave your email address on my voicemail and I'll email you my free trading technique and daily insider's market report at no cost to you. This is the very information I use to build my fortune. I was getting ready
0: to retire. I still needed to make extra income, but I didn't want to work for anyone else because of Larry and his excellent instructors. I can trade successfully for myself. And I'll never have to work for someone else again.
1: Fire the stockbroker and hire the most dependable person you know. You. Again, call in the next 90 minutes. Leave your email address in my voicemail: 800-489-8876. 800-489-8876. 800-489-8876.
2: David Anderson, live with you on Real Talk. Thanks a lot for hanging with me. So check it out. If you are living in the Prince George's County, Maryland area, and you're trying to get your kids to school regularly, or even after school, you want to get them to grandma's house or whatever, you don't have to call Uber. You can call the Student Shuttle. They're safe, reliable, and affordable, a transportation service just for your kids. If you want more information, go to thestudentshuttle.com. Three words, dot thestudentshuttle.com. Or you can call Sean McBride or his team over there. Uh, they have just begun to uh, grow this business so big right now that they're professional at it. Over 70 schools uh, are using them right now. So you might have been thinking, man, how am I going to do this with my work schedule? My husband's here. I'm there. or Whatever it may be. Guess what? Give them a call. 301-806-0188. They're safe. They're reliable, and they're affordable, thestudentshuttle.com. Now, I'm talking today about the theology of ethnicity. Thank you for being on my Facebook Live. I see you there, uh, Angie and and Kelly Kells and the rest of you. Roger, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. My number live in studio, if you want to check in with me, 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's go to Arlington, Virginia, and talk to Linda, who's on the line. Hi, Linda. Welcome to the show. How are you?
6: Hello. I'm well, and yourself?
2: I'm doing so well. Oh, this thank is you.
6: My question. My question. Hello. Can you hear me?
2: I can. What is your question?
6: Okay.
3: I'm sorry. My question is: Is there anywhere um, in the Bible where it besides Jews and Gentiles and speak of color like the bronze of you know bronze skin and wool hair? Is there any other place in the Bible that speaks of color or? Like, anything like that, and I'll yeah. hang
2: up and let you respond. Sure, thank you so much. So uh, there's a lot of different ethnicities that are in the scriptures. It doesn't really talk about color as much as ethnicity. Uh, w- color and race is a socially made-up uh, construct uh, for the purposes of men to be superior over other men. But the Bible talks about different ethnicities, everybody who are Asians to Ethiopians. You know, you have in Romans, it talks about the Ethiopian eunuch, uh, you know, and you have, or in Acts, rather, Acts chapter 8, the Ethiopian eunuch. And, of course, in Acts chapter 2, it actually names out 15 to 18 different uh, languages and ethnic groups that were there at the inauguration of the very first century uh, church. And, of course, you also have... uh, a lot of ethnicities that are named uh, when uh, you see genealogies and when you see characters. For instance, I just preached on a guy named Naaman. He was a Syrian commander uh, from Damascus, and so that tells you the country he's from. It tells you uh, a lot about the 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 culture that he had as a Syrian military uh, commander. And so, yes, you're right. Not just Jews, not just Gentiles, but understand that Gentiles or anybody that was not Jews, so that meant everybody else. So the question is, are there different ethnicities for the everybody else? And yes, there are a lot of them. Uh, but so far as color is concerned, uh, you don't find much about color. I mean, you do find. Uh, you know, stuff about, uh, symbolically, maybe with the woolly hair or the bronze skin, or you may find the lover in the Song of Solomon, she talks about his bronze, you know, maybe legs or, or, or something like that. And so you may find some descriptors uh, like that, or somebody like, uh, uh, you know, Esau, whose hair was red, and he was rudy, or David, uh, you know, talks about his physical appearances. So Esther, so you can begin to see uh, physical features being being mentioned to describe, uh, but we got to be careful about some of the language with regard to God and color because what happens is when the scripture talks about red as crimson uh, or if it talks about white as snow, uh, you know what' happen is we'll, we may take some of those colors and assign them to people, but white people aren 't really white, just hold up a piece of paper they 're not white. But we assign that to them because white means clean, white means uh, pure, uh, and so all of the things that are beautiful about white uh, then get assigned to white people who aren't really white at all, or all the negative, sinful, dirty stuff is assigned to black people, many of whom are not black at all, they're brown, uh, although you do have some people that are very black. Uh, and then you have some albinos who are very white. I mean, you have some extremes, but the reality is the majority of human beings are brown. Seventy percent of the world is brown. Minimum 70 percent of the world uh, is brown. So there you have it. But it doesn't speak of Chinese as being red or uh, uh, Koreans as being yellow, you know, things of that sort. So I hope that answers your question a little bit. Eight 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 four three two seven four three four. 432 7434 I've got to run to a quick break right now, but as soon as I get back, I'm coming to you in Silver Spring, Maryland, in Springfield, Virginia. I'm coming to Lexington, Kentucky, as well as uh, other parts of the metropolitan area. So don't go anywhere because you're tuned in to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Dr. David Anderson, sometimes people ask me, what kind of doctor are you? And I say, a doctor of philosophy. And they say, where did you get that? And I say, Oxford Graduate School. And they say, where is that? So Oxford Graduate School has a small English tutor campus in the hills of Tennessee. It's wonderful. And you not only study there, but you study at the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C., as well as at the University of Oxford in England. What a wonderful program. I did it for three years. You go for a week and study, and then you have 60, 90, 120 days worth of reading, writing, and research to do. You do those cores about six or seven times and you write a dissertation. I tell you what, I not only got my degree while I was a working adult as a pastor in a church, but it was a safe place not only to learn, but a safe place to think. You want more information, check them out at OGS.edu. That's OGS.edu or give them a call. 423-775-6596.
9: Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. It's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc.
2: Does your home need any improvements? Ours did. In fact, Amber and I called Home Fix Custom Remodeling, HCR, and we got a new master elite roof. And guess what? Once that was installed, we started saving, listen, over $100 per month on energy bills. Not bad, right? Not to mention when we needed new windows and doors, guess who we called? HCR, That's right. And our energy bills are even less because of it. So if you need an efficient solution, ways to keep your home safe and your family safer, make sure you call HCR. Ask for Gus when you call. Tell him that I sent you. Here's his number. You ready? 888 991 Twenty-seven. And by the way, they also specialize in a wide range of other products like energy-efficient siding, doors, trim, and gutters. And let's not forget those walk-in tubs and showers for those aging gracefully among us. Let's put it like that. And all of this with a lifetime inclusive warranty. Call HCR 888-991-2427 and tell Gus Dr. Anderson sent you. We're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you? Thank you so much for hanging out with me. And uh, thank you to Capitol Church where I spoke on gracism for uh, the family of God over there trying to keep the conversation going when it comes to how to build bridges of reconciliation. And, and Vienna, Virginia is where they are. And, you know, I had a friend text me uh, reminding me, and he's white, but he just reminded me as a percentage of world inhabitants the white population will plummet to a single digit, 9.76%, by 2060, from a very high water mark of nearly 28% back in 1950. So think about that. Whites were about 28% uh, of the world inhabitants in 1950. Uh, by 2060, uh, they will be nine to ten. Uh, percent, And so like we were talking about at uh, capital Church uh, last night, how do you help uh, whites who are becoming the fastest emerging uh, minority group uh, in, in the Western world, specifically in America? Uh, they've never been a minority in America before. How do we help them move forward? Uh, how do we help them Uh, understand the changes that are happening. I think that that's a part of the call of the body of Christ. Just like any other group, we got to think about all groups and how we can as believers engage in multi-ethnic ministry. I want to hear from you. So I'm going to go back to the uh, phone lines. If you're just joining us, we've been talking uh, about the theology of ethnicity. How important is your ethnicity to you? Uh, Let's go to Lexington, Kentucky. Let's talk to Dawn. Who's on the line. Hi, Dawn. Welcome to the show. How are you?
9: Very good. Thank you, Dr. Anderson, for taking my call.
2: Pleasure is all mine. What are you thinking?
9: Well, I agree with one of your earlier callers when he commented on how we are all beautifully and fearfully made by our Creator. And I think we need to, as individuals in this world, focus on what are the gifts our Creator has given us to better our lot in life, and to better the people mm-hmm. around us, so mm-hmm. that we are more Christ-like and carrying out yeah. His mission.
2: Yeah, I and like I think that. a lot
9: of that, you know, when we're Americans, we need to think of ourselves as Americans, not mm-hmm. African Americans, mm-hmm. not German Americans, not uh, Native Americans. We need to call ourselves Americans mm-hmm. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. If we're that, you know, serious about having to have. African in front of American,
2: mm. move to Africa. Yeah.
9: German in front of American, move yeah. to Germany. Yeah. So we need to get a true understanding of the fact that we're Americans, and we need yeah. to embrace that, number one. Yeah. Number two, we need to know the past, but we need to make sure that we're knowing the real past and not yeah. the progressive, liberal, socialist agenda of re- revisionist yeah. of history Right. Past. Right. And number three, we need to live in the future and not in the past. So we need yeah. to remove these victimized mindsets that we have. And we need to, again, focus yeah. on what are the gifts our creator gave us
2: that's right how can
9: we best use them and impart them on other people in our society yeah. to better everyone's lot in life
2: well and you instead make instead
9: of focusing on woe is me yeah. and, well, and all this divisiveness well you def- because i'm going to tell you something well hang, hang on. Racism yeah let me ju- let me jump ways. in real
2: quickly one second miss dawn yeah. thank you for the thank you for the call but let me just jump in before i uh, i lose my points here before i move on i think a lot of what you had to say was really really cool um, and and it's true. When you travel outside the country and you're coming back, and your passport says American, uh, for those of us who are American, there's nothing that feels better at the time than to know we're get, we're getting back home on American soil. So I think that that's true. And I think there's beauty in being uh, from Germany or being from Italy or whatever. So, But it's interesting that people don't necessarily have to say that much, Italian-American or or German-American. People don't really say that much. I mean, if you ask them, they may say, hey, I'm German-American. But very few people actually have the hyphen except African-Americans. But we got to understand that history just so we're clear. Uh, it, that's not necessarily a designation uh, that uh, black folk uh, simply want. Uh, understand... The difference between uh, African-Americans and everybody else is that they came here not on their own. They were uh, kidnapped, killed, raped, and brought over here. That's not revisionist history. That is history. It's true. And uh, and so here's the question. When, when you've been pulled out of your land and you don't know who you are because they've stripped you of uh, your language and of your family roots, then who are you really? Are you really American then? We're not quite sure, but we're here, so we call ourselves American. But they tell us we're not American. We're only three-fifths of an American, uh, three-fifths of a human being. So who are you really? So the struggle of blacks in America is trying to figure out their identity. Who are they? And so we were told we were black, so therefore that's what you are. You're a color. But nobody else was a color, right? But uh, you're a color. Well, how do you go back to, you know, if you're german American? at least you can say my roots go back to – germany right if you're italian American, at least you can say my roots go back to italy well what are your roots when you're just black how do you go back to black there's no place called black and so they tell us we were brought from africa right and so then we went from black and negro and worse uh you know the worser term than that trying to have a name that was your name the n-word so you're, you're really kind of messing with the psyche of people like who are you but you're from Africa. So then they say, okay, well, then Afro American. That's where it went to. And then it went to African American. And what I say in my book, Multicultural Ministry, is many blacks live in the hyphen, the hyphen between African and American, because you don't want to be African. I mean, like, you know, meaning like, you don't want to go back to Africa. You don't know Africa. Uh, and you want to be American, but that you weren't really allowed to be American. So now you can be either, uh, right? You can be American from African descent. You know, uh, but that says it a long way, right? I'm American from African descent. So I think the way we got to that terminology, African-American, is an identity issue more than anything else. Now, do I agree with the base of what you said? We're all Americans. Absolutely. But the victim mentality of living into the future or revisiting the past, I just don't want you to skip over the present. Yesterday, I hope you heard my show. If you didn't, go back to Facebook Live and watch my show from yesterday. That's reality, a black man being uh, arrested by a white cop. I had them both on the program, and the white cop confesses that he falsified the reports. This man was not guilty. They put him away for 10 years, and uh, this man, unfortunately, was thrown into prison. Now they're they're brothers, they're friends. He's been forgiven, and yet they're on the road talking about their story, and yet the black man who had uh, been put in prison, guess what? Just three weeks ago, he was stopped by cops again, thrown into the back of a car for no reason whatsoever. They said it smelled like marijuana. Of course, he didn't have marijuana there. They searched the entire car. Nothing was there. Why did they unhandcuff him and let him go? Because when they checked out the car, they found the book that these guys wrote called Convicted, a Crooked Cop, uh, an Innocent Man. Uh, and so then they let him go. Why? Because they realized they were about to do the same thing. Here's this guy being victimized the second time, 11 years after he's gotten saved. He's out on the circuit speaking. Why am I telling you all this? You can go back and listen to the show, get the book convicted. But the reason I'm telling you this is because that's not about past. That's not about future. That's about today uh, as a black man wearing a hat and you go into prison and you weren't even uh, guilty. That's about today. Now, thankfully, he didn't get shot and killed when he came out the store with cookies and milk for his baby. But we can name about 10 or 12 others who have been just within the last two years. Why do I say it? Because I just don't want my white brothers and sisters to feel like whenever we talk about race, we're just being divisive. So let's just dismiss that and all be unified with Jesus, and somehow that's going to solve the problem. No. What's going to solve the problem is comprehension, beginning with conversation, honoring one another's stories, and really trying to take what you say and hear it. So I wanted to hear what you had to say. I agree with you in all of it. I just wanted to make sure that if there was an undertone that I was about to uh, sense from you—that uh, victim mentality—and y'all just need to stop, uh, you know, whining and get over it—if that was even under what you may have been trying to say—I want to make sure to to root that out as quickly as possible. Let's go to Aubrey. Aubrey is in Springfield, Virginia. Hey, Aubrey, how you doing? Hi
4: there. Welcome. Yeah. Happy New Year to you. <laughs>
2: Thank you. What are you thinking? It's, it's
4: not my call, but uh, I, I sent a, a New Year's email to my daughter-in-law, uh-huh. who's uh, a third-generation uh, from Germany, uh, uh-huh. Jewish gal, and uh, she's uh, apparently been raised with issues, the issues being uh, that you shouldn't talk about w- religion or, or politics uh, and if you did, back in the Third Reich days where, uh, grandpa, where Grandpa came from, uh, he, he was thrown into to, uh, concentration camps. So, yeah, that could definitely uh, get you in I, trouble,
2: Aubrey. Hey, listen, I got to run. Unfortunately, I've got this brake button up against us. I'm sorry, my friend, but I'll be back in just three minutes.
8: Hi, Chris Roth here, and recently I've been searching for new flooring, and my decision has been narrowed down to 50 floor. Here's why. First, it's simple and easy. They bring the showroom to you while offering a wide variety of flooring options. There's no reason to drive all over town anymore. Also, on the day of installation, you don't have to lift a finger or furniture, for that matter. They're going to do it all for you. Move your furniture, take up and haul away your old floors, install the new ones, clean up and leave. And now until the end of the month, you're going to save big, receive 60% off all carpet, Hardwood, laminate, tile, and vinyl. Plus, if you use the promo code WAVA, you'll save an extra $100 off. 50Floor also offers 12 months, same as cash financing. 877 floor or go to 50floor.com to schedule your free in home estimate. Remember to use the promo code WAVA to receive an additional $100 off. Call today 877 50Floor or 50floor.com. Call 877 50Floor. Pick up the phone, we'll be knocking at your door. Details and licensure at 50floor.com.
10: Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Renee, First Lady of Agape Embassy Ministries, inviting you to our 2017 Community Fair. Our fair will take place on Saturday, September the 23rd from noon to 4 p.m. here at the Embassy. We will have hot dogs, popcorn, cotton candy, rides, and so much more. And did I mention this fair is free? That's right, free to the entire community. So get your friends, family, and neighbors and join us at the embassy. For For more more information, visit our website at agapeembassy.org or give us a call at 703 971 That number again is 703-971-7202.
7: And we look forward to seeing you there.
10: Ninety-six elephants are killed every day in Africa for their ivory. That's 35,000 a year. With your support, more poachers can be caught. With your voice, we can inspire more countries to ban ivory sales and reduce demand. Go to 96elephants.org and join more than a million people dedicated to saving Africa's elephants. Protect their home. Take action at 96elephants.org.
8: When you give to new life. You are supporting their ability to hold 21 workshops this year where hundreds of people can experience healing, saved marriages, men reclaiming sexual integrity, and breaking the chains of so many other addictions. For your gift of any amount, New Life wants to say thank you by sending you the CD. Listening insights, take your life back. Go to waba.com keyword New Life to donate now. That's waba.com keyword New Life.
0: FM W.A.V.A.
2: And we're back. Welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Unfortunately, we're almost close to the end of the show, but I don't want to leave you yet. Let me go to Silver Spring, Maryland and talk to Mary, who's on the line. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the show. How are you?
6: Hi, thanks for taking my call. I'll talk fast. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Jesus said, whosoever. Uh, uh, So if you're a whosoever, no matter what your ethnicity, is, mm-hmm. uh, he said, come, uh, but what I was really calling about in terms of black and white churches yes, ma'am. is that uh, Bonhoeffer, Bonhoeffer. Yeah. when he came in 1920, mm-hmm. uh, he wrote back, and it's in Eric Mustache's book on him, which is excellent, mm-hmm. uh, he said, the white churches are not preaching the gospel, mm-hmm. and the only church he could find that he decided it would be his church for the duration of his college there mm. was a church in Harlem. He said their worship is uh, correct biblically and everything. So um, when I was searching for a church, the only churches that I found, uh, I found the same thing that the white churches were not preaching the gospel. Mm. And uh, uh, but anyway, um, and when I went to the all black churches. I was hearing the gospel, uh, but I, I still, because I'm shy, I felt uh, like the odd person out mm. there. So uh, even though I was shown a lot of love, I don't care. It doesn't right. bother me. But I now praise the Lord. I have a wonderful church, and it's international. Oh, good. All people are there. Good. praising God, and I'm hearing the gospel. That's what I like. Uh, but, um, yes, that's what I like, too. uh, But anyway, one thing I did want to say, and uh, I think it because of the time is slipping away. Real quickly. uh, Just... um love
2: one another yeah well that's a great that's a great way to end it thank you miss mary and and here's the thing whether white churches are preaching the gospel or black churches are preaching the gospel some are some aren't doesn't matter what color they are some people got it right some people don't but when you put the beauty of black churches white churches asians hispanics all coming together arabs jewish you you put these folk together watch what god does because the spirit of god takes over and the spirit of god has got to be the one to lead The church, uh, the diverse church, you know, the Lord of the church is Jesus. But when you're dealing with the issues of diversity, I believe you need the spirit of God to unify you. Otherwise, we'll kill one another. I mean, otherwise, in our flesh, our spiritual gifts, our uh, different cultures will rise up and we become more ethnocentric than Christ-centered. So what am I saying? I'm saying we need to be a Christ-centered church. Uh, The Church of Jesus Christ is called to be one uh, a friend of mine wrote a book it's coming out in just a, a month or so called the genius of one at the end of the day god calls us to be one and you're right miss mary love one another love one another love one another that's the command of jesus he said it three times and he didn't stutter when he says something three times it's because he means it and it has power to it holy 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 and of course uh, love one another love one another Love one another, and even to Peter, he said, You know, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Three times to make up for the three times Peter denied him. Well, I sure hope that this God of love and grace is someone that you have invited into your life and into your heart to change you so you can be everything He's called you to be. Let's pray together, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity to be a part of not only our ethnic group or the gender that we're a part of, or even the denomination in our faith in general, but we thank you for that. You are above all of that. And that's, what's most important that we look to you in the name of Jesus. We do together. Everyone said, amen and
7: amen.